Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whatever time of the day you're watching this broadcast, this is Dr. Eric Tangumonkem with IEM Approach, where we inspire, equip, and motivate people to discover God's great potential in them, develop that potential, and deploy it. There is great potential in you, and it's going to take some hard work, perseverance, tenacity for you to develop that potential and deploy it. The reason you were born and endowed with so much potential is because we're living in a fallen world and there are problems to be solved. You got solutions for your generation and I want to encourage you today, rise up to the occasion. You have what it takes to make a difference Find your calling, find your gifts, develop them, deploy them by using your gifts to serve other people. A teacher of the law came to Jesus and asked him, good master, which is the greatest commandment? And Jesus said, love God, and love your neighbor as yourself. Is that basic? Is that simple? The more you love God, the more you get to know who God is. You understand the things that are dear in God's heart. If God sent his son to die for the sins of mankind, it tells you right there that people are very dear to God. And the top priority, God places a high premium on people. That is why when you love God, you automatically are going to love people. God is love. And you have to express the love for God. By loving people. When you love people, you do things for them. Love is more than a feeling. Love is an action. God is love. When you love, you render services. When you love, you solve problems for people. I want to encourage you today before we get into the topic of the day. Today we're going to be looking at part two of the life of Jesus and the defeat of racism. I'm talking about the way forward. Uh, and I will start by mentioning this. Blaming, complaining, and making excuses does not work, has never worked, will not work. Blaming, making excuses, and complaining has not worked and will not work. It does not work. And that's why I'm encouraging you to listen carefully to what I'm saying. I have not refused the challenges on the ground that come 
with people interacting with each other. I've not refused the history of slavery, of segregation, of lynching. I'm not taking that lightly. It's a manifestation of the depravity of mankind. It is written, the heart of man is desperately wicked. Who can know it? For other humans, to capture other humans, subject them to slavery, murder, lynch, rape. It has nothing to do with skin color. It's evil. And until we call it evil, we'll never defeat it. And that's why I'm saying today that the death of Jesus on the cross has something to do with defeating racism, with setting the captives free, with breaking the shackles of sin over the lives of people. It's only God that has a solution. He that the Son of Man has set free is free indeed. Before we get into the details, there are three things I want you to do for me. I'm asking that you share this video, invite other people to join us, subscribe to my YouTube channel. If you haven't gotten a copy of the book, Racism, where it's your sting, a provocative look at the beginning and the end of racism, I strongly, strongly encourage you to do so. When you do that, it's one way to support what we're doing, and it's another way to shine the light in the darkness that is trying to engulf us. Do me a favor, grab more than one copy for somebody, encourage them to actually read it, and let's have a frank discussion about the way forward. Racism is dead. Racism can be defeated because it's already dead. If you want to know why I'm saying that, you can listen to some of the past episodes. You can grab a copy of this book, read it. If you have any comments, write them. And if you have any questions for me, I will entertain those questions. I want to thank you for, for stopping by. Let's uh, get into what I have for us today. As I said, I'll, I'll try to go through this as slowly and carefully as possible because it's very easy uh, to be misunderstood. I don't want that. Don't tune me out yet. You need to hear the truth, and it is the truth that will set you free. If you don't believe what people say to you, how to view you, then you are truly free. You, you have to know who you are. That's more important than anything else. Don't allow the expectation of other people to become your reality. Don't say, oh, because they call me that I'm a donkey, then yeah, I'm a donkey. Whose report will you believe? 
God says you were created in his image and likeness. That's good enough. You don't need any other person to affirm you. You're already human, 100% human. And so you don't need other humans to make you more human because you already are. Do you, believe, do you understand that? Do you believe that? We've been looking at the lives of uh, heroes of the faith that has gone ahead of us, and we're trying to learn from them how they dealt with injustices, how they dealt with betrayal, how they dealt with discrimination, segregation, you name it. Remember Joseph? It was so bad in Egypt that the Hebrews were considered detestable. That's a very strong word. The Hebrews were considered to be detestable. The Egyptians detest them to the point where they would not even have a meal in the same place with the Hebrews. Joseph was a Hebrew. Joseph was not only detestable, he was a slave. Zero rights. Then how did he become the prime minister in Egypt? Because God was with him. And Joseph understood the big picture. Joseph used his gifts to solve problems. You have gifts. Solve problems. Solve problems. And doors will open. Is it easy? No. That is why you need to buckle up. Stop wasting your energy complaining, blaming, and making excuses. The more you complain, the more you make excuses, the more you blame, the weaker you get. The more hopeless and helpless you get. If you don't take responsibility and you understand that all things work together for your good and that God is in control, you're going to fail. You're going to fail. And that is what is happening. I'm providing, presenting a solution. Try it. When you are free mentally, the external shackles will fall off. The worst slavery, the worst slavery, the worst slavery is mental slavery. The worst slavery, the worst operation is mental oppression. Remember the 12 spies that went to spy on the promised land? When they came back, two said, no, God said we can take the land. Let's go take the land. Yes, let's go take the land because God has given us the command. The other 10 said, oh, no. Yeah, God has given the command. However, the reality on the ground is that we look like grasshoppers in front of the giants that we found in the land. They have fortified cities with very tall walls. I hear the wall around 
the city of Jericho could uh, six cars could drive on the on the top of the wall because the wall was that thick. These people just allowed what their physical eyes were seeing to lead and direct them. They could not see God's supernatural power at work. And most of us are like that. When you then say, let's move forward, let's move forward, people will start telling you, oh, you see, they shot this guy the other day. You know, you see what is happening over there? Oh, I, I, they did not give me that job. That promotion passed me by. Oh, this person spoke to me. He called me this. Are you going to allow those things to stop you? Or you're going to allow who God says that you are to drive you forward? It's a choice. It's a choice. You can say, oh, all the institutions and the systems are all rigged and are all against me. You are not a first. In Egypt, Joseph was up against the impossible because there were no laws protecting the Jews from slavery, no laws protecting the Jews from being segregated and maltreated. Yet, yet, he rose to the top. You too can, because light always wins. That's what I'm driving at. You need to know God. You need to know God and walk with him. So that even if you are put in prison, no matter what happens to you, you will triumph. That is the truth. Anything short of this is putting you in bondage. Don't allow people to, to, to come out with theories and ideas that will put you in shackles. Anger, bitterness, resentment, regret, unforgiveness, those are shackles that will keep you bound forever. Run, run, run as fast as you can from people who are trying to make you stay in a perpetual state of anger, of bitterness, of resentment, of unforgiveness. I will repay, says the Lord, vengeance is mine. Allow God to deal with the enemies. Allow God to deal with those that have hurt you because he knows how best to deal with them. Don't try to become God or you will miss fire. God says you are his child. God says you are human. That is good enough. Believe it and stop believing that you are inferior. Stop believing that you are superior because you aren't this one human race, one human race, one human race in different shades of color and none is superior to the other. It doesn't matter what you believe. It doesn't make it true. We are all one. Believe that and get your freedom. It's not easy. But that is the way out. Let's continue the life of Jesus. I bring Jesus up because this is somebody 
who had all the power to do whatever he wanted, yet he chose the terrible death on the cross because he wanted to set us free from the shackles of racism, from the shackles of sin. Because when sin is broken, racism will dissipate. When we receive the love of God, we then learn how to love God's other children. We'll continue from where we stopped yesterday. The condemned man was made to carry his own cross to the place where he was going to be crucified. When he arrived at the place of his death, two other condemned thieves were already there. The Romans stripped him naked and nailed him on a wooden cross. Each time you see uh, a painting of Jesus on the cross, you have a, a, a little cloth that is covering his nakedness. No, he wasn't. There was no cloth when he was crucified. He was stuck naked, the Son of God, hanging on that cross, naked, no clothing on him. Crucifixion was one of the most shameful deaths. It was a horrible way to die, and the Romans used it to set an example to other people, to dissuade people from committing heinous crimes. He died a shameful, disgraceful, painful, and disgusting death among two convicted criminals. How can this be good? How can this be good? I mean, if you were standing by the cross, the day Jesus hung on that, on that cross, he's bleeding, he's crying out, oh, I'm thirsty. And he's crying out, Father, why have you forsaken me? How can that be good? And that's what I had difficulties when I was a kid about this whole notion of Good Friday. Because as a day, justice, did not run his course. Jesus committed zero crime. Yet, the crowds were shouting, crucify him, crucify him. Everybody rose up against him. This, the very people that had benefited from his miracles, that he had fed, rose up. The same people that were screaming, Hosanna in the highest, blessed be the one who comes in the name of the Lord taking out their coats and lying it down and palm branches for him when he was walking into the city of Jerusalem. These people, I mean, these were the crowds. What about Judas, his own close disciple that has spent three and a half years with him? He talk about failure. And when Jesus was hanging on that cross, before then, most of the disciples had already run away. He talked about being rejected and dejected. How can that be good? It was a bloody mess, to say the least.
It was a bloody mess. You'll be surprised to hear that the only crime Jesus committed is love. This 33 and a half year old man loved others more than his life. In his own words, he said, there is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friend. For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve others and to give his life as a ransom for many. Wow. Even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve others and to give his life as a ransom for many. I started by saying that you have great potential. You have a lot of gifts. It's not about you. It's not about your smartness. It's about you using those gifts to serve others. That is love. Do that and also open for you. Remember Joseph, even when he was forcefully accused, yes, there was no justice and sent to prison. He did not protest. What he did was to use his gift to serve his fellow prisoners. Use their gifts. Use their gifts. Use them. Make sure you know the areas you are gifted in. Use those gifts. Serve others. Doors will open for you. Love is more than feelings and emotions. Love requires sacrifice. And in the case of Jesus, death. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Jesus said, I came to lay down my life as a ransom. Wow. Do you know what a ransom is? Usually, if somebody kidnaps, you know, you're taken hostage, you're held hostage uh, by somebody, and for you to be released, they will ask for a ransom. In some cases, millions, it just depends. Sin is holding us captive. It's not normal for people to hate, segregate, mistreat, kill, murder, lynch, enslave other humans. When I started from day one, I said, when God created Adam and Eve, there was peace, there was tranquility, there was harmony. Then they decided, they chose to disobey God. And everything went south because they sinned. And the manifestation of that sin is what we're dealing with. When Cain killed his brother Abel, it wasn't because Abel was of a different race or his skin pigmentation was different. Jealousy, jealousy, envy, greed, 
greed. What, what prompted the Europeans to uh, enslave the Africans? What prompted the Africans to sell their brothers to the Europeans? Was it not for the money, stuff, material things, greed? And the slavery institution in the United States lasted for so long. Why? Money. Those who had slaves could not imagine a world without slaves because they were having free labor. Slavery has been abolished, but it's still slavery being practiced in many different parts of the world. And some of the forms of enslavement are not very overt. You employ people, you barely pay them. Greed, selfishness. You're trying to keep all the money to yourself and you, you push the workers to work as hard as possible with very little pay. It's a condition of the heart. It's a sinfulness. Sin has taken the hearts of men, the heart of mankind captive. And that's why Jesus came to pay the ransom so that you can be set free. So that the, 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 the yoke of sin over your life can be broken so that you can be liberated to walk in the love of God. Jesus of Nazareth, the man I'm talking about, was on a mission and stayed the course. He did not give up and did not quit. Even when the going got extremely difficult, unpopular, and dangerous. Remember when he told Peter, I'm going to go to Jerusalem, and he was talking with his, his disciples, and they're going to catch me, they'll try me, and they'll crucify me. Peter took him aside and rebuked him and said, dude, don't, don't, don't say that. Dying, that is a bad idea, bad idea. Jesus said, get behind me, you Satan. The devil was speaking through Peter. We live in so much fear, but what? God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. If you have been driven by fear, the fear of death, then you need to ask the Spirit of God to come into you. We are not supposed to be living in fear. You don't need to be afraid to die. Because after all, death is the doorway to eternal life. If you have not overcome death, you're going to fall for anything. It got to the point where he laid down his own life willfully because he was a man of principle. Are you a person of principle? This is what Paul says about Jesus. Being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself, becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on the cross. His obedience cost him his life. He could have taken the route of least resistance. He could have done what was politically Correct. Just go with the flow. Just toe the line. He could have done what was popular 
unacceptable to many. Yet, he challenged the status quo and establishment. He took the road less traveled. He chose death over life. He died that others will live. He died so that you will live. Jesus said, he that the Son of Man has set free is free indeed. And the person who commits sin is a slave to sin. The person who commits sin is a slave to sin. If you are living in anger, in bitterness, in unforgiveness, you have hatred for other people and you are justifying it. Oh, I hate them because they did this to my ancestors. I hate them. Because they've done this to my people, you are enslaved. You are enslaved to anger. You are enslaved to unforgiveness. You are enslaved to bitterness. You are enslaved to resentment, to envy. When you look at other people and say, oh, look at them. They're having that. They took it from me. You know, I want to. Jesus died so that that yoke can be broken. And so you'll be set free. Rise up today. Claim your freedom. Accept God's forgiveness. Confess your sins to Christ. If, if, if you are in that place of anger, when you look at other people and, and because of what they've done to you, and you are still regretting that, oh, you don't look like somebody else. Is the day for you to come clean and, for, and, and ask for forgiveness. Let, let's say if you're having more melanin in, in your pigmentation, you are darker, you were born in Africa, you were born, uh, yeah, and, and you still think, oh, yeah. somewhere in your heart, you are wishing that uh, you were Caucasian, you're wishing that you were different. Uh, it's time for you to come clean. And if you're Caucasian and you, you, you somehow feel that, oh, you are better off, you are, you are superior to other people, it's time for you to come clean. You're living a lie. You're living a lie. It's not true. Your parents might have told you, history books might have told you, your experiences must have told you, you are wrong. Nobody is inferior. And if you believe that you are inferior, you too, you are wrong. You need to wake up believe God, Jesus died for everybody. And it's unfortunate that those who call the name of Christ, those who say they've met Christ, don't show the light. Let it start with you. No life is less life. It's one human life, one human family. And Jesus died for everybody. Many people ask why a good and benevolent God allows so much suffering in the world. Before you give up on God, remember that Jesus of Nazareth was both man and God, and he suffered and died a bloody death. On the cross, God himself suffered. God himself was rejected. God himself was spat upon. God himself was betrayed. God himself was subjected to torture beyond measure. Have you been betrayed? Jesus, 
and Joseph were, and the Africans who were sold in slavery were betrayed. Have you been rejected? Jesus and Joseph were. The brothers of Joseph rejected him, and the Africans who were sold into slavery were rejected. Have you been wrongfully convicted? Jesus and Joseph were, and the Africans who were sold into slavery. Have you been abandoned, forsaken by those you love and trust? Jesus and Joseph were, and the Africans were sold into slavery. Have you been ridiculed, misunderstood, mischaracterized? Jesus and Joseph were, and the Africans who were sold into slavery. Have you been shamed, wrongfully accused? Jesus and Joseph were, and the Africans who were sold into slavery. Have you been sold by those you trusted? Jesus and Joseph were, and the Africans who were sold into slavery. Remember, the brothers of Joseph sold him. The, one of Jesus' disciples sold him. The Africans were sold by their own. Are you under tremendous pressure to quit? Jesus and Joseph were, and the Africans who were sold into slavery. Are you weary and tired? Jesus and Joseph were, and the Africans who were sold into slavery. I say all this not to say we should remain at the place of defeat. This is why I brought all this up. Understand this. What made Jesus and Joseph succeed after all that was done to them? And what will make you succeed is making up your mind never to give up no matter what. Never quit no matter what. It's going to take more than that. Above all, it is seen and accepting God's involvement in the whole process. God in God's involvement in the whole process. God uses the good, the bad, and the ugly to accomplish his purposes. When we surrender everything to him, when you say that and say it very slowly. If you've forgotten everything I've said today, I want you to hear this one. Hear it. Think about it. Meditate upon it. It's going to set you free. God uses the good, the bad, and the ugly to accomplish his purpose when we surrender everything to him. God uses the good, the bad, and the ugly. And that is why the good, the bad, and the ugly of Good Friday, this bloody mess became Good Friday. Because when the devil thought, oh, I got him, he's been killed, it turned out that the death of Jesus on the cross has liberated and freed billions of people. 
no matter what you've been through, no matter what they've done to you, if you let God be, if you trust him with the outcome, if you let go of anger, bitterness, and resentment, if you start worshiping God, that he understands better, that you did not choose where to be born and who gave birth to you and when you were born, if you start seeing that God has a reason and a purpose, you will rise up to the occasion. Joseph did. Jesus did. You can do. Thank you so much for watching. Do me a favor, share this broadcast. We're going to finish part three tomorrow. And if you haven't, grab a copy of the book. You can do that now. There's a link below this video. You can order it on my uh, website or you can get it on Amazon. Bands and Nobles and all Kobo books and Kawadi and all the major book uh, platforms. God bless you and stay tuned for more updates.